Welcome to Radiate Church Online. We are so excited about what God is doing here at Radiate Church in Elgin, South Carolina. If you have a story that you would want to share about the impact that God has had on your life, you can share that story at youmatter at radiatechurch.net. Also, if you'd like to give, you can give by going to radiatechurch.net or you can give to our ministry by app. Now, let's prepare our hearts for a powerful message from God. Anybody excited to see what happens in the house today? Come on. That was me preaching, and I still get fired up on that clip. Great day. Man, we're excited that you're here today. Happy, happy, happy birthday. If you would, go ahead and turn in or on your uh, Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4 is where we're really going to hang out today and, uh, and be together again. Thank you for being here. Um, we're going to show you in just a little while a little bit of our seven-year journey here at Radiate Church, and uh, so it's going to be a great time today. Uh, but we've been in this series, and we're in week three of our Go Big or Go Home series, and it's been an amazing uh, time and an amazing series. Anybody with me? Anybody getting anything out of this? Is it helping anybody in the house? Um, I'm always encouraged uh, to hear the stories of what God's doing in people's lives, and uh I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to, more, not more encouraged, but I'm encouraged to hear uh, when you guys are inviting people to be a part of what God's doing here, and we got to bring out chairs for that. That means that you believe God is doing something in people's lives, and, and that's, it's an amazing thing. So thank you uh, for the journey that we've been on, but we've been in week three of this thing, and so today we're sitting uh, in 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, where we have been the whole time, and... Um, Today, if you're taking notes, and, and I encourage you to do so, if you know me, notes is highly important and um, helps you remember everything and, and go back and study it, but I want you to title it this, uh, Behind Closed Doors, and title it that, Behind Closed Doors. So I had the opportunity this week to sit uh, in a conference in Oklahoma City uh, with some of the best preachers and communicators in our nation. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to get to know some of them, sit down and ask questions, and uh, let them pour into me a little bit on a one-on-one on -one level, and I'm honored for that. But here's, here's what I'm learning. Um, so on my way home, uh, I, I flew back late on Thursday, and uh, my wife told me, because it was a late flight, and my uh, flight in, from Atlanta to Columbia was delayed by over five hours. Uh, and I'm sitting there, and when we landed from Oklahoma City in Atlanta, y'all, it was like 10.05, and everything in the airport was closed. Like, I went to a restroom, and it was closed. I'm like, you're the busiest airport in the nation. What are you doing, you know? Uh, there are towns that shut down later than that. Um, but they were, um, they were closed, and if you saw my stupid Facebook Live video, it was, I talked about it. But I, my wife, in studying and stuff, my wife asked me, she said, why don't you go to sleep? And I told her, I said, I can't. I can't go to sleep, and here's why I couldn't go to sleep. Some of you are like, yeah, because you drank a Red Bull. No, 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 no. I was still trying to digest everything that I had been given over the past week. Um, because here's what I know. If, if you want to expand, if you want to do, go big or go home, you have got to expand. And many of us are afraid of expanding because it's painful. And it's difficult. Literally, my wife asked me one time, she said, so how was that service? Like, tell me about it. And I, this was my response. I said, I'll be able to tell you in a few days because I can't even formulate a sentence that makes sense about it right now. 
Because I could, like, I understood it, but at the same time, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to process it, and I'm still at that. Like, I can't formulate a paragraph that makes sense as to what I held. And here's what the Lord kind of showed me in that, is if we want to go bigger, go home and do things and see things and encounter things we've never encountered before, I want to tell you something. It's not based on your performance or what you do. It's based on your willingness to grow and expand. Expansion is painful. Come on. Think about your kids when they're growing up and they go through muscle pain, right? Growing pains. And they wake up screaming in pain. My leg hurts. My leg hurts. And you're like, you were asleep. You didn't do anything. It's their muscles and tendons and ligaments literally expanding to the level that they need to be at to handle their growth. On a natural level, we can explain that away. On a spiritual level, we want to ignore it until it goes away. I don't want to be in pain or confusion or uncomfortable, so therefore I don't want to expand because I know if I expand, it's going to stretch me to a place that can hold me in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an elevated level, and I've got to get to a place. Listen to me. Many of us aren't at the place that we're praying for and that we've been fasting for because we won't allow God to expand us to the place of being held there. God doesn't want to take you anywhere that he can't hold you at. Come on. That's why many of us will chase things that destroy us. We see stuff. All, all you got to do is turn on the news. You'll see positions, people in lofty positions that are crumbling beneath their feet. Why? It, and we go, well, that's culture. They're just finding stuff to complain about. No. Oftentimes, it's their character has not been built to the place to where their talent can hold them. I mean, to the talent that took them. So their character can't hold them at the place their talent took them. And so we got to get to this thing. And I'm here to tell you, listen to me. You got to get to a place where you decide I'm willing to be expanded and stretched and grow or else we will live in the same muck we have lived in our entire life. You can live in religion or you can live in kingdom. The two are not synonymous. Come on now. Religion is a set of rules that put you in a parameter that if you don't do it this way, you can't be accepted. Kingdom is a set of relationships that allow you to live in a place of freedom where perfect love casts out all fear and I can follow my father because he is my king. You see the difference? Religion leads us by fear. Kingdom leads us through love. And so we've got to get to this thing to where we're we're beginning to develop and grow and expand and be stretched in a great way. I'm wearing a suit jacket today. I'm being stretched. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just different. But I want to challenge you today, right off the beginning, because here's the thing. I cannot take you where you need to go. I'm going to tell you. My words can open doors because it's the word of God, but you have to decide if you're willing to go there. You have to decide if you're willing to go there today. And so I want to talk to you today about behind closed doors. What happens behind closed doors? Because I think we live in a culture today that would rather chase a spotlight than the dark room. We'd rather be seen and have a platform more than we'd rather have impact and influence. Because we think the more that we're seen by people the more impact we will have. But it's not hard today to develop a platform. Everybody has a platform today. 
You, you can go on social media and create a platform in your life. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all those things have made it available for anybody, any keyboard cowboy to go out there and create a, cow, a, a platform for themselves. The difference is people that have impact and influence have developed something that you've never seen. But we want everybody to see us and then we will develop what nobody sees. And can I tell you that's backwards to the kingdom. Let, let me dive into 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7 through 7 today. By the end of this series, I want you to be able to quote this story. That's why we read the full thing every week. And uh, it says, hide the word in your heart. And it says, hide the word in your heart. So if you're ready, say, yeah. yeah. Here we go. It says this. Now, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. There's week one right there. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow for yourselves vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors. Even empty vessels do not get what? Do not get a few. Week two, right there. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out into all these vessels. And you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. And they were bringing the vessels to her and she poured. I want you to pick up on something. I'm not going to hit on this, but I didn't do this in the first service. But I want you to pick up on something. There is a difference in hearing somebody and obeying something. He said, go and shut the door behind you. Many of us will hear and listen to what somebody says, but few of us will obey. You know why she experienced a miracle? Because the man of God said something and she did it. She didn't look at him and say, why do you want me to do that? She looked at him and said, okay, let's go. Many of us will get where we need to go when we start to listen to what God's trying to say to us. Oh, y'all didn't help me in the room on that one. Some of you, God's speaking to you through somebody, but you're so offended by what they're saying that you can't obey what he's saying. Mm. And so she poured. And when the vessels were poor and she said, she's poor, were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. God, I pray that these would be words of transformation. God, not behavior modification, but transformation. God, that you would change us, move us, and work in our lives today. And we honor you. In your name we pray. Amen. It's a really odd thing uh, that uh, a prophet looked at her and told her to go get something that's very common, a jar of flask of oil. And then he looks at her and says this, Now go and close the door behind you and your sons. Can I, can I submit to you that I believe we're in a, close, in a, in a behind closed doors season in our culture uh, throughout the kingdom because many of us are more worried about the spotlight shining on us than we are what God is doing in us? We will chase the platform and the microphone. We will chase the notoriety and the leadership, but we won't serve when nobody can see us. Hear me. Many of us want the title of leadership. Few of us want the sacrifice of it. Because here's what we do a lot of times is we will do things so everybody can see us, yet we won't go behind a closed door and pray. We don't, and it's oftentimes because we think God is too small in our lives. And here's what we do. We've created a culture that I fall in trap to, you fall in trap to, we all have, to where we, we, we think we're doing okay because we're not looking at naked people online, so we're doing okay but not, by not looking at porn, but we're looking at life porn because we'll get on Instagram and be jealous of everybody else's life. Come on. 
And instead of lusting over somebody that's not our spouse, we're lusting over lives that aren't ours. Come on, somebody. And so we'll sit there and go, maybe one day it must be nice to go to Costa Rica. Yeah, it probably is. And maybe one day you'll get there, but it's never going to happen as long as you're chasing their life and not yours. We, we want, we've learned how to make our lives look good to everybody but God. If I swipe enough filters and I do enough things and I add enough of those little starry-eyed little thing, emoji filtered things on Snapchat, and my eyes twinkle, you know what I'm saying? Or if we, if we uh, buff up our chest and our muscles in the picture enough, men, and I got a bigger truck than you got, then everything looks okay. But the problem is, is it can look okay, but it can never last. Because we're trying to, to win the approval of an outside world with no inside integrity. And so we've got to come to a place to where Elisha looks at her and goes, you need to get behind closed doors. In other words, you need to go do something that nobody sees so that he can do something in you so that when it's time to do something through you, it stays and lasts and it's not a flash in the pan. How many things have we ever started in our lives but never finished because in the moment it felt good? You know what commitment is? Commitment is doing something you said you'd do when the feeling is gone. That's why marriage is so hard. I'm serious. Because when you propose, it feels right in the, 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 the pomp and circumstance around it, right? When you walk down the aisle, he's looking good in his $795 rented tux that he's got to turn back in tomorrow. And you looking good in your $3,000 gown, you'll wear one, uh, wedding dress you'll wear one time in your life, right? And you got the flowers and you got all these things. You got the band that you don't even know, but they sound good, right? You got 300 people sitting there and y'all going to do the worm across the dance floor in the reception. Does anybody even do that anymore? Y'all going y'all going to floss, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. <laughs> I did the worm at my wedding cuz that's the only thing any only dance move I can do, right? And in the moment it feels good and and you got something to look forward to cuz bless God, we going to the honeymoon, you know what I'm saying? All the merry folks say amen. Right? You book the room that you're never going to come out of on your honeymoon. And you got all this stuff, right? But two years later, when they wake up and their hair is a mess and they done ticked you off the night before and you don't feel like it and they don't look like they did then, they put on 20 pounds in the, in the process. You got rugrats coming into your room, disrupting everything. You know what I'm saying? She didn't cook you dinner and he didn't wash his dishes and y'all ticked off. Commitment is when everything doesn't feel like it did when I made the commitment, but I'm going to follow through anyway. Commitment is whenever that, that marriage over there looks much better than mine and she's giving me the attention that my wife won't. And you go, I'm committed to her, but I'm walking away from her because the feeling that I was in when I committed to her is, not, is gone, but I'm still in love with her. Come on. It's kingdom, and here's why. Because many of us will commit our lives to the Lord, but when the moment and the feeling fades, when the goosebumps are gone and the tissues are gone from the altar, I'm not committed anymore because it got difficult. And it's because we're not behind closed doors enough. 
Everything, we live in a life to where everything we do in our lives is all over social media now. You can't do anything without a video being up. You can't do anything without something being there. And here's what I want to encourage you with today. You've heard me say this a million times. But I want to encourage you with this today. Don't compare your behind the scenes to their highlight reel. You don't know what they've been through. Some of you are like, I've heard you say that five times. Good, I want it to get down in you. Because your behind the scenes are what creates your highlight reel. Hear me. James said it this way. Take joy in the trials. Why? Because the trials are what develops the highlight reel. And, 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 and he looks at it. Elisha says, hey, I need you and your sons to get the jars, walk through the door, close the door behind you, and begin to do what God has told you to do. Can I tell you that if you're not willing to do what God told you to do behind the door, I don't know that you truthfully believe what God told you to do to begin with. Because am I seeking his approval or am I cracking it just enough to go, hey, look at me. I serve on the setup team and I get here at 6.30 every Sunday morning. And I set up pipe and drape and LED columns and I do all this. Hey, I, pray, I play on the praise team. I can play the drums. I can sing. Nothing else. Nothing else. Oh, I'm behind closed doors. Because the Lord told me to. No, you're not. You just do it for approval whenever it's time that you want some, you want some acceptance in your life because you're feeling a little insecure. So you leave the door a little bit open to go, hey, look at me just a little bit. Let me know I'm doing okay. Is anybody in the house today? That's okay. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. But God said, through the man of God, he said, go close the door. Don't give anybody an opportunity to see what's happening behind the closed door. I, in, in high school, I took a photography class. I love photography. It's kind of a, 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 a hidden passion of mine. I, I love it, and I don't, I don't spend enough time in it. In fact, I haven't in years taken pictures or anything like that but truthfully if I if I if I peeled away the, the layers of the onion and got to the core photography is one of the things that I love and I probably need to kind of lean into that a little bit more and do something like that and I don't remember everything about the class but in high school I took it and I was honored and blessed enough to be entered into some some uh some some competitions with it and and uh I, I won a few competitions and and and, and got even got a scholarship uh, from it and things like that like it it was really cool right and as life came in you know what I'm I'm talking about like life took over that because that was a hobby but I got life to do in fact little known fact my brother and I uh, right out of college almost opened a photography studio uh, old school to where you develop your own film we, we we had the spot we were gonna do it and both of us were just like nah let's not do it and we've talked about it a few times since and never made it happen but I don't remember a lot about that class but one of the things <coughs> I do remember is I enjoyed we were getting into the digital side of it at that point but I loved developing my own film I love that. I develop. I develop my own film. I develop my own uh, uh, photos. You know, I'd burn the, the photo onto the paper. I double expose it. So you're like you're you're exposing one picture and and you're blocking off this portion and then you have another picture that you want up in this corner so you block off this so it doesn't expose too much and here's what I learned is you would go into what's called a dark room and in the dark room there was an extra layer of insulation around the door. And the reason was because there could be no white light that came through the door. It had to be completely dark, hence the dark room. 
And there was one light in the dark room that was red. Red light was okay. It didn't expose anything. And, and the way you would expose film is you had chemicals. You had processor. You had developer. You had all these things, right? And then you had the way that you burned the image onto the fo photo paper was you did it through a white light. And so if you found the right time that the exposure would happen, then it wouldn't be underdeveloped or overdeveloped. It'd be perfectly developed, right? And so there was trials and there was things like that. But I just remember you had to go into a dark room because if any light got in the room, it would ruin the film. And I heard the Lord say this this week. Some of us have been in a dark room complaining about the red light that's on because we want to see the white light. And God's saying, if I brought you out right now, it would ruin the entire picture of what I'm trying to do in you. And if you get out of the dark room too soon, then the picture can't be developed the way that it needs to be developed and it will destroy you. And so I remember in the moment when I was in there and I used to love, I'd spend hours in the dark room. Because I love going in there and seeing in the developing process. I believe the Lord is looking for some people that are emptied of themselves enough, if you go back to last week, that he can fill them but are willing to be filled with nobody celebrating, nobody clapping their hands, nobody saying good job, but they're behind a closed door. And we got to, he didn't say go crack the door. Because if you crack the door, too much light comes in. But if you close it, God goes, now I know that it's a part of your heart and I can develop something because you're not doing it for approval. You're doing it for development. I'm trying to develop a big picture here. But maybe we walk through the door entirely too soon sometimes and allow the development never to take place. And so when we get to the place that we've prayed for, it's not what we thought it would be because we haven't been developed to the point that can sustain where we are. He looked at her and he said, go and close the door. You and your sons, go close the door. Isn't that interesting? You and your sons? Because God was going to use this story. And, and here's the thing. Here's why. I believe this with everything that's of me. The reason he wanted, God wanted her and her sons to go behind the door to experience what God was about to do is this. Her mind had to come to a new level. She had to encounter what God was doing internally before she could tell somebody what God was doing externally. Many of us try to tell people what God is doing, but we haven't gotten in the word enough to even understand the words that are coming out of our mouths. We can regurgitate religious jargon, but we can't understand when the Holy Spirit tries to speak. Come on, somebody. I'm teaching today. And we've got to get to a place to where when God is doing something in us, it overflows out of us. Because if not, then we will become shallow puddles that when the sun comes out and it gets difficult, the water is sopped up and dried and there's no depth to anything that we're doing. You with me? I want to show you something in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. I love this. It's coming out of the message. It's Paul talking to the church of Corinth. And he looks at him and he says, Dear, dear Corinthians... I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life of the kingdom of God. And then he says this. He says, we didn't fence you in. In other words, they were blaming the leaders for their lack of depth in the kingdom. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel, listen, comes from within you. 
the insignificance, the insecurity, the, the less than, the victim mentality you feel don't come from our teaching because we teach the kingdom. It comes from somewhere deep down within you that a root that you haven't taken care of. It says it, the smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm here to tell some of you, your lives aren't as small as you live. Oh, I'm broke and I'll always be broken. My child is disrespectful. No, you're not. You're a child of the kingdom of God and you need to begin to speak that into your life. You won't always be broke because one day my mind's going to expand to accept everything God's got for me. Anybody in the room today? And he says this. He says, I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. In other words, I know this is a frustrating some of you and I'm telling you today, I know this is frustrating some of you. I'm speaking as plainly as I can today, but with great love. And he says this, open up your lives and live openly. So open up your mind to be expanded and expansively. Ephesians 3.20 comes to mind when I read that. That he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond you, what you could think or imagine. What's the greatest thing you can think of? The biggest thing that you can think of that God could do in your life. Take 10 seconds right now and think about that. What is the biggest thing you can think of that God could do in your life? God's bigger than that. God's bigger than that. And my Bible tells me that he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all I could think or imagine. So the bigger I think and the bigger I imagine, the more my mind gets expanded to the kingdom of God. Listen to this. The more he will do. But he won't do it for your spotlight. He will only do it for his glory. I believe that the reason that God had her go behind the door was so that he could expand her mind to go, I need you to see what I can do firsthand before you go out and tell people what I can do. I need you to get behind a place to where you are not appreciated, to where you are not applauded to where you are not sought out on social media to where people are not watching your videos to where people aren't listening to your voice I need you to get to a place to where on the inside it's not about the appreciation and the approval you get because when you open the door there's going to be a glow about you of what God has done that it's going to come out of you and when you walk out the door what he did in there comes out with you it's not it's not about what I can conjure up. It's not about the filter I can put on. It's about the presence of God in me. Somebody say amen. It's not about that. It's about what he's done behind the door that nobody sees. And God is not in the business. God is not in the business of behavior modification. Listen, I can get up here and preach and I can go, you don't need to do this. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't drink till you get drunk. Don't do, I can give you the list of don'ts. But here's the thing. When I really fall in love with the Savior, what happens where nobody can see lines up with who he is. Some of us are so mad. I'm speaking to somebody. We get so mad when anybody calls us out on our sin. And it's not the sin that we're mad at. It's the exposure we get. I just got exposed. I can't believe they did that. Maybe that film needed to be exposed at that time so that the picture didn't develop in your life to create a root and to create a, 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 a canyon between you and God. 
I'm teaching today. He said, he, he, he said, go behind, behind closed door. I'm, I've got to close here in a minute, but I got another half page of notes. I said, between services, I'm going to get to the whole thing. That didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> many of us still believe a small God. But we'll talk about a big God. We believe he's big enough to hear our prayers, but he ain't big enough to answer them. Jesus told the disciples, he looked at them and he said, don't go on the street corners like the Pharisees and pray and fast. In fact, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians, you can prophesy with the tongues of angels and you can speak in tongues and you can do all those things because they are gifts of the Holy Spirit that are living and active. You can do all of those things, but if you have not love, you are but a clanging symbol. In other words, if you can't develop something when nobody is looking, he said, don't go pray on the street corners like the Pharisees. Go into your prayer closet where nobody sees you. And if you can, if you can prophesy in a, to a door, if the Spirit speaks his tongue through you to a door, if you can get lost in worship behind a door, if you can serve behind a door, there will come a day I'll open the door and use your life as a testimony to what I can do in their life. But you got to develop it behind closed doors before you can talk about it in open doors. And we live, I'm telling you, we live in a culture that hates that. Because if I don't get the exposure I deserve, I just got lip injections. <laughs> Man, it took me 75 selfies to get this one. Man, you know what I'm talking about. You're laying on the bed and you got this picture of your, your child laying on your shoulder. He just fell asleep in my arms. But behind the scenes for seven hours, the devil was coming out in him as he was screaming his head off. And you like, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. If you've had a baby, everybody said. Y'all like, he went there. Yes, I have three. Can I, can I submit to you today that maybe what God is trying to do for, through you is being developed in you behind a closed door. And the reason nobody sees it. Is because if you walked out too soon, it wouldn't be developed at the proper time. Stop chasing the title and start chasing the movement. Many, many people, I've been in ministry for 17 years. 17 years, youth ministry and lead pastoring. 17 years. I've had people come up to me, I'm a leader. I need to lead. And I'm like, praise God. And early in my ministry, I was like, yeah, come on, let's lead. But the older I get and the more I'm in this thing, Travis and Chris and John can attest to this, I want to see what you can do when nobody's looking first. Because if you won't go to a life group, but you want to get on my stage, you don't care about growth, you care about a spotlight. Anybody? If you won't set up a pipe and drape, <laughs> but you want to lead tithe, no, it don't happen that way because you're not, you're not leading from the overflow of what God's doing in you. You're leading for the acceptance of what people are giving to you. 
That's not leadership. That's an addiction that they need to give a name as a, the same name as a drug to. Because I'm addicted to your approval, not his movement. So I want to submit to you today, maybe everything you see has not happened on the public platform because you never know what they went through behind closed doors. The marriage you complain about is probably the marriage somebody else would thank God for. I could keep going, but I'm, I'm not. Because I want to show you a video that chronicles seven years of behind the scenes of what God is doing. And I want to tell you, there were years behind closed doors where people never even showed up. One, I'll tell this story, and I'm done. I can, I'm in a preaching mode today. Do you know that one of our small group sessions, you're going to hear about it in just a minute, one of our small group sessions in Killian Rec Center, it was a holiday, we had a small group session, it was me and two other people showed up. And they were exes. He was her ex-boyfriend, she was his ex-girlfriend. And they ain't talked since the breakup. But by the Spirit of God... But you don't want to see that. You want to see a packed room, don't you? I told the Lord after that, I was like, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. And I'm just telling you, let God develop you behind closed doors, not promote you in front of them. Let's watch this video real quick. In 2011, I felt the Lord really released into my heart that Megan and I were to go and start a life-giving, energetic church that empowered and equipped people to live the life and the dreams that God had placed inside of their hearts. October of 2011, we began several months of small group meetings every other week at Killian Recreation Center. We had four adults and two infants that we knew were going to show up and be there in a room that sat a maximum of 30 people. And we were just really excited about the possibility of what God could be doing. And that was it. We had no money, but we had the steps that the Lord was ordering. And so we grew over the next several months from six that we knew of to about 35 uh, over the next several months of a core team that was going to launch the official services of Radiate Church in Northeast Columbia. And so from that point, we began renting Killian Elementary School in Killian Road. I remember still the first rent payment Megan and I paid out of our savings account. I was working four jobs at the time to try to get this thing going and off the ground because we really believed in what God was doing. We grew to about 85 people to 100 people or so at Killian Elementary and, and really uh, things weren't going quite like I had hoped and prayed they would. I was about to close the doors on the whole idea at that point and God put some mentors in my life that really challenged me and helped me and thus we began searching for a building and a place and we found a place where we could lease and we relaunched Radiate Church at 1955 LeGrand Road. That was a great time. Uh, there were a lot of rooms and this was the first time we really had, we had a building it's the first time we elevated our, our worship experience, and we had plenty of room for kids, Radiate Kids at that time, to do some great stuff. 
and to really move in a powerful, powerful way. So we moved in to LaGrand Road, renovated, uh, made it ours, came up with a new logo, a new vision statement, core values, and really uh, put some parameters around what God was doing. Hired our first full-time staff members in that building and had staff. There's so many great things that happened in that building. It was a little insane uh, what took place there. We grew, so we moved in at about 85 to 100 people. And when we moved out two and a half years later, we were sitting about 350. Uh, on average, we would go above that and, and all, but we were right about 350 uh, to 400 when we moved out of there. Because we were growing at a very high rate and God was doing amazing things. But instead of going to a fourth service, we launched the Elgin campus at the same time as that. Uh, that was a crazy experience and it was amazingly fun. And, uh, and then, you know, I'd travel back and forth every Sunday. I'd preach live one experience at Le Grand and then jump in my truck as soon as the service was over and drive to Elgin to preach live uh, there to get that off the ground while we had a video uh, experience going on at, at Northeast as well. So, but then we just felt the Lord just tell us, you're supposed to be in Kershaw County. That's the area you're supposed to be in. And so we made a very difficult decision to move from LaGrand and move the entire church and combine both campuses over here and go portable again at Blaney Elementary School to, in Elgin. Mm -hmm. It has been an amazing, amazing journey. We moved here. We were probably running about 350 at the time, if I remember correctly, on average. And um, God has just done incredible things here at Radiate in that time. We've really seen the elevation of our services and, and God's presence and worship and honor. And our kids' ministry is just blowing up doing incredible things and we're just really blessed with so many volunteers over here and, and God just changing lives. A lot of times when we felt like we were taking steps backwards or in the wrong direction, God always had something up his sleeve and he had more. He's the God of more. We felt like, wow, we're going from a semi-permanent location to an all-portable place where we will be setting up and tearing down every week. And we saw that as going smaller, but now we see that it was going big or going home. Yeah, it was, what are you willing to give up to do what I need to do to reach more people? Right. And we are now, we've now moved into a realm of top five to 10% of churches in America. We're a church over 500 on average now, which is incredible. Last year alone, we saw over 140 salvations, uh, about 45 baptisms. Just amazing things took place. We gave away over $21,000 to other ministries and other churches. Um, it's been an amazing journey in Elgin, as we know that our heart is to reach Kershaw County, to reach 803, to do what we gotta do to reach as many people as we can, because here's what we know. If we do what only we can do, he will do what only he can do. That's right. And we've learned that in the process of going from Killian Recreation to Killian Elementary to LeGrand Road to Blaney Elementary. And so it's been fun to see the entire process. And if you remember, 
And because it's often bigger than we ever thought we could go, we have to consistently put out jars. And that's what every move and every step has always been about at Radiate Church, is another jar to reach more people, to see more people come to their own knowledge of Christ, their own salvation in Christ, their own recognition of what God's put in them. And I'm really excited to let you know today that we're showing you the future home of Radiate Church. 18 acres of undeveloped land right off of I-20. We get to give, we get to open jars, and we get to watch God fill this thing with a building that just facilitates a move of God and is a headquarters for what God is still yet to do through Radiate Church, but wants us to do to release God's anointing in this area and beyond. Radiate Church, welcome home. Come on, celebrate what God's doing in the house. Oh man, remain standing if you don't mind. Um, it's really surreal to tell you that we now have 18 acres of undeveloped flat land to build on. And I want to tell you a few things. One is we're not going to talk about how you can get involved in stuff today. But I want you to pray over this land. When you walk out of here, you're going to grab, you're going to get a, ba- a, a little bag. And it is soil from that property, from that 18 acres. And we want you to pray over it and ask God. Ask God what to do. I'm going to tell you the full story one day. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. But I want you to know something. That, that, church, that land may have Radiate Church's name on it right now, but that land is a property of the kingdom of God. It is not a property of this church. And that land will one day hold a building, but that building is not Radiate Church. It only facilitates a move of God in Kershaw County and beyond. It is a headquarters for releasing leaders. It is a headquarters for reaching other counties and other states and other areas so that we can see God do more. I'm blown away at what God's doing in and I know, listen to me, I know you're, you, if you drive by 1464 Whiting Way, you're going to look out and you'll see I-20 directly in front of us to where we're on the interstate. We are on the interstate. You can't enter Kershaw County without entering to the, through the gates of the kingdom of God through Radiate Church. You can't do it. That sounds like something a keyboard player told me one time. Listen, I want to tell you something. You see land. I see four jobs without seeing my kid and being able to afford diapers. You see land. I see us crying because only two people showed up and they were exes. That was awkward. (laughs) You see 18 acres. I see thousands of people so many campuses, leaders going out by the thousands, people being developed, God moving. I see healing. I see spirit-empowered services coming out of there. And I want you to know something. This is not the end. This is the beginning. God has given it to us to steward. God has given it to us to build. And we will watch God be glorified. Let's throw our hands in the air and declare you are the God of this city. Let's go, church. Come on. This 
greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this still to be done here there's still greater things to be done in elgin to be done in lugolf to be done in camden Cassin, all of kershaw county come on let's raise our hands all around this place to the father and say god we give our lives to serve this county we give our lives to serve this county and my neighbors jesus we worship you come on let's sing greater greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this city greater greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this Still to be done here, still to be done here, still to be done here, still to be done here. Come on, you can do better than that. 